podcast world. My name is Tiffany, coming to you from Tip Talks, my first ever podcast where I read the news so you don't have to. Just a background, the idea came to me to start a podcast when I first started studying for the GMAT. I purchased this study course, and in this course, it informed me that I need to read from a news source 30 minutes a day. You know, why not? Um, time to get educated. <laughs> I used to get my news from Twitter, which is not the best news source. It doesn't give you a complete view of what's going on in the whole entire world. So I subscribed to two newspapers, the Wall Street Journal and the Financial Times. I think it's so cool that every day I do get a newspaper, a physical newspaper where I sit down with my coffee and I read it. <laughs> And I, I just, just decided that, and I was talking to my friend, you know, since I'm reading the newspaper, and I know most people my age probably don't sit and read the newspaper, um, I should just read it for you, and just summarize it for you, and that's what I'm here to do. So just a quick disclaimer, I do get that there is some biases in the news, and the fact that I'm, I'm only reading two news sources, um that my scope of view will be a little smaller than if I read 10 different newspapers. So I just, just want to put that out there as I'm going through my little topics. <laughs> so let's get right into it. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is what's on everyone's mind right now, which is the COVID-19 pandemic. And this is what happened during the week of December 14th to December 18th. So, the United Kingdom was the first Western country in the world to approve the Pfizer vaccine for distribution, and the United States soon followed after. So, just in terms of this vaccine, it utilizes new technology, which is the mRNA technology that everyone's talking about. Never did, I never really understood it, so I went up and called my friend who is a first year medical student at Tufts and I asked her to explain it to me and this is just how I understood it. So the mRNA carries the sequence code on how to create antibodies against the COVID, uh, you know, the coronavirus. Um, so this mRNA is inserted into your body and, and the mRNA only survives for like a few days and it'll just die. And it'll enter your body and you know go to a protein and submit this like sequence to the protein and um then it'll teach the protein on how to make these antibodies against covid and so if you were to ever get this virus um you'll already have the sequence as to how to create antibodies against it this is different from the normal quote-unquote antigen vaccine where a dead virus is inserted into your body and then your body will obviously fight it with its antibodies and white blood cells. And then you'll have these white blood cells that have existed to kill this dead virus. And if a live one was to ever enter your body, you would be prepared against it. So that's the whole idea of the mRNA one. So Pfizer was the first vaccine to be FDA approved for emergency use in the United States. And then Moderna was actually just approved um, recently for use. So now the number of vaccines that are readily available has increased. 
Um, so in the Western world, Pfizer and Moderna will be supplying the United Kingdom, Europe, Canada, Australia, and the United States. Um, the first person ever to receive the vaccine in the Western world. I say the Western world because um, in Russia, China, they have vaccines that are produced, that they are producing and have already given out to people. But, for example, the, the Russian vaccine, there, there is no, they have not released any data as to how effective this vaccine is um, in protecting the people against COVID-19. But, so we're going to just talk about this in terms of the Western world. Um, yeah. So, with the vaccine being able to be distributed in the United States... You know, which is interesting is that our healthcare is privatized, whereas versus, you know, the United Kingdom's healthcare is government run. They are run by the National Health Service or NHS for short. So in the United States, we, we come to find the challenge that, you know, each state is now in charge of how they distribute the vaccine and who is going to get the vaccine first. And this is just going to be a challenge within itself. Because it's going to be hard to distribute this vaccine in each state. And it's going to cost each state billions of dollars. And some states do not have this kind of money. So that's really concerning. And a vaccine is needed for life to go back to quote unquote normal. I say quote unquote because what is normal life because to me right now living this quarantine life with a mask on and you know not seeing anyone and social distancing is is normal to me right now for now but this is just me <laughs> so that's the issue that you know the united states will face and you know the cdc world health organization has put out suggestions as to who should get be getting the vaccine first so for example people who are working the front line as essential workers anyone who's a nurse a doctor emt anyone who's working in such as like healthcare services will be getting the vaccine first so if you do know anyone who is in that field has probably received the vaccine or they are scheduled to receive their vaccine sometime in the next two three weeks other than that um, other people that have been identified as vulnerable such as people in the nursing homes, will be the first to receive this vaccine. Just in terms of safety, nothing too bad has been reported. There have been just probably two or three cases of Bell's palsy, which is the sudden just loss of uh, muscle usage in your face, like one half of your face. It goes away, um, but that's been reported as a side effect of the vaccine but other than that just common ones are like fatigue you know pain at the insertion point which that happens to me with the flu shot so I actually get a low-grade fever every time I get the flu shot so it's nothing too bad um and then, but then another challenge that the United States government is facing which is you know just a huge issue is that most people are really skeptical and scared of the vaccine so there's a lot of distrust in take, taking this actual vaccine and lots of people just don't want to get the vaccine which is why you see all this news around for example mike pence who is our current first 
vice president, um, he publicly on camera got the vaccine as well as his wife. And you, you'll see lots of government officials doing that. They're trying to inspire confidence in the American people, uh, which is why they're getting it first. For example, Nancy Pelosi got it and Mitch McConnell got it. They all got it on camera just to prove that, yes, like I'm going to take this vaccine and you should too. I, for one, I, I want the vaccine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. Put it in me, man. <laughs> I just, it, you know, other bad things, other worse things have entered my body than this vaccine. And if I can survive that, you can too. I'm going to get that vaccine. <laughs> um, so just in terms of other vulnerabilities that the news has been talking about, you know, just in terms of supply chain huge huge vulnerabilities one um these these uh, vaccines have to be stored in very specific containers at very very cold uh temperatures and if they are just jostled too much during that trans transportation it could render that vaccine useless so both ups and fedex have been tasked with distributing this vaccine and i mean they are prepared but they have to inoculate probably millions and millions of people, bring out millions of doses, and that's going to be really hard. Uh, one of the news articles that I read was that you they're they're facing the challenge of um, just potential robberies of this vaccine. You know, you know they could these trucks. The first the first uh, doses of the vaccine when they were. They were leaving the uh, plant in Kalamazoo, Michigan. They were escorted by federal marshals um, to their destination. You know, and that's going to be rough. Um, they're going to face robbers. You know, they, they people will steal this vaccine and sell it on the black market. Um, so they're trying to avoid that um, from happening. Sorry, prevent that from happening. Um... Yeah, so these are just some of the challenges and issues that I've read about in the news just this week. Alright, so moving right along into my second topic of what's going on in the business world. Biggest thing that happened this week was both DoorDash and Airbnb went public. They had their IPOs or initial public offerings this week where the public could go in and buy stocks. So what's interesting is that there's just a lot of hype around both these companies. So I created this huge stock frenzy. Um, what happened with DoorDash was that their stock, they valued it at $102. And by at the end of the first trading day, it shot up to 182, which valued them at I think it was about $15 billion, which is insanely high. Um, they they would be worth more than General Motors, which is a company that has been around for a very long time. Uh, same thing with Airbnb. Uh, there's just so much hype around this company, even though their just their revenue hasn't been performing due to the pandemic. But their company was just valued at a few billion dollars as well, and which was very crazy. Um, so due to this, two other companies that were going to go public, Roblox, which is a, uh, an online gaming 
platform and Affirm, which is a they're just like a fan financing kind of payment plan company, decided to push their IPOs. Other than that, um, both Oracle and Tesla have moved their corporate headquarters out of San Francisco into Texas, which is following the lead of all these other large corporations heading you know, heading to Texas. Due to this pandemic, you know, companies have realized that their workforce does not need to be in the office um, to be effective and, and work effectively and efficiently. So what they're finding is that they don't they don't need to be based in these places that cost the companies just so much each year and like leases or taxes, da da da. Um, that's which is why they're moving out of places like San Francisco, Los Angeles, or New York. Um and moving to cheaper places such as Texas, Florida, you know, all these other places that just, you know, don't have different, you know, taxes. And this is very interesting. We'll see, we'll see this true effect happen after the pandemic. Just, just in terms of a smaller scale, I've just heard and read that companies will probably create just a hybrid environment um, for their workers. Just like, for example, Twitter has gone just completely remote. Um, so it'll be interesting after after this pandemic how these companies are going to work and how previously large metropolitan areas such as Los Angeles or San Francisco, they're going to suffer or not suffer after this. So we'll see. That's really interesting. All right, so moving on. To my next topic, which is world news, what's going on in the world, which is really interesting as I would have never read about this unless I was subscribed to the newspapers. So I actually do have a newfound appreciation for newspapers. Um, so what's been going on in this week is that the tensions in Morocco are just escalating. Um, so what happened was that President Trump decided to recognize Moroccan control of Western Sahara. Um, just to strengthen their ties with Israel. So uh, Trump has been very pro-Israel in his policies. Um, The issue is, is that there's this other group in the Western Sahara, the Polisaro, who also have claim to Western Sahara. And originally they had signed a 30-year ceasefire, which ended in 1991 and tensions are just so high right now um due to trump's recognition um now like the polisaro has recruited more volunteers for their army and they're just fighting with the moroccan troops in western sahara um which is very tense tense situation there Alright, so lastly, we're going to just talk about some facts that I learned about this week, or just some facts that happened this week, a mixture of both. So, the Cleveland Indians baseball team, they dropped the name Indians from their their name, as well as their logo, which was a cartoon of an indigenous chief. Uh, Activists have been saying, you know, for a long time that these have very racist ties, so they decided to drop it, and they're going to change their name. The reason why they had originally named their team the Cleveland Indians was that they had a Native American 
team member. Um, so they claimed that this was in honor of him. Um, but, you know, just this week they decided to change their name. So that same thing happened with the formerly known Washington Redskins um, that had racist undertones and ties. So for now, they're the Washington football team. They have yet to rename that team as well. Um, other than that, a country changed their name. So the formerly known Swaziland changed their name to Eswatini. Um, this was because the president wanted to get, you know, get away from their colonial ties. Uh, they were formerly occupied by Switzerland. Um, and he decided to change the name. So that's just what happened this week and some fast facts that I learned (laughs) so this is the end of my podcast Um, I hope you all enjoyed it whether it's just one listener two listeners I hope this just really benefited you you know I would love if, if I did spew any incorrect facts please I'm open to criticism and fact checking so please email me at let's pull up my email at tiff talk podcast at gmail.com so it is t-i-f-f-t-a-l-k podcast at gmail.com i'm open to any criticism also if you would like to hear anything like a different topic on my next podcast um please email me and i will respond Um, Thank you so much for listening and I will be posting a new podcast next Saturday. I'll see you guys then.